everyone. Welcome to the Coastal Distinct Podcast. I thank you guys for tuning back into the show. Last week was awesome when we talked about uh, uh, heritage, talk about Cajun versus Creole, talk about class versus race. It was an awesome show. I thank Alex for coming on last week. It was an awesome show. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, for those who never tuned into the show, I thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I, heard, I hope you heard some good things about the show. If you heard some ratchet things, that might be possibly so also, you know. But we have good intent at the same time. Uh, today we have a special show for you guys today. This is more one of those shows on the serious side. You know, uh, you know how we uh, like to have conversations, thought-provoking conversations. And this is uh, something that uh, I think that's kind of messing up our communities. Uh, but we, it's something that's unheard of and something that's uh, unspoken. Today we have a couple... For the first time to the coast of this thing, I got to get a hand clap for that. You got a couple for the first time, right, to the coast of this thing uh, podcast. And uh, we're going to have a serious conversation and uh, hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys uh, comment on what you guys think that uh, this topic that we're going to talk about. First of all, let me welcome my guest back to the show. We have uh, Samit. Cement hey. <laughs> Washington. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> and we have our lovely husband, CJ. CJ, what's up, CJ? Hey. They say a family that prays together stays together. How you good? <laughs> we how supposed to be a serious, serious show, y'all. Okay, we're serious. We're serious. All right, so how you guys doing? Doing great. Really good. Good. So, look, before we get started, I want to ask you guys. I know uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, and since you guys, you know, since CJ got the red on, and it's, you guys are a couple, so so what you guys got uh, planned for Valentine? You know, what's so funny is we, we just talked about this on the way over here. Okay. We, uh, <laughs> we, got, uh, we, got, we got reservations for dinner. Okay. Yeah, dinner for two. No, okay. No kids allowed. Oh, there it is. All right. Yeah, so dinner for two and, and just spend some time with each other. Time for number three, right? No. <laughs> Shout out to the three times. Three times. <laughs> but that's lovely, though. You know, I like I like to see uh, black couples doing, you know, beautiful things together and still in love, you know, after so long. And you guys have been married, what, 20 plus years, right? Not plus. 18 years married. 18 years. Yeah. That's a long together time. 20 together plus. over so that could, I'm saying y'all could start doing counseling. I'm just saying, you know, 18 years, ooh, that's a long yeah, time. It would be 19 this year. 19 years, wow. That 19 is years, time. that's a long time. You ever thought about that? We've, we've actually been approached by that, like, I feel like more so years back. Like, once we hit 10, I had people kind of, like, right. planting that little seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've never really thought about it. Yeah, you never know. You never know, never know how God might steer you, steer that, you know, that counseling direction, you know, you never know. But anyway, I'm glad you guys came to the show because it's a serious topic we want to talk about today. And uh, we had some tragic news in our community, and I say my community because, you know, they're black. Uh, we had two incidents last week that happened uh, dealing with suicide. Uh, Regina King's son, uh, Ian Alexander Jr., uh, he recently committed suicide. Uh, whatever reasons we don't know yet. Uh, that's why we're going to talk about it. And also, Miss USA, ex Miss, former Miss USA. I think from 2019. Uh, 
How you say it? I think it's Chesley. Chesley. Chesley Christ. Yeah. Chesley Christ. Uh, she also committed suicide. Jumped, jumped off a sixty-story build. Sixty-story building, six, right? Six floor. I think it was. Oh, six. A sixth floor. Yeah, her balcony. Yeah. So, um, I brought these guys on to talk about this topic. Uh, first of all, what you guys think about uh, suicide? Just the term suicide. Like when it come when somebody says suicide to you guys, what do you guys think about? Well, you know what? Honestly, Adam, like I'll share something personal. I I I was introduced to the word and just that, you know, that act at a very young age, and it was because one of my sister's best friends. I have two older sisters, and one of their best friends committed suicide mm. when they were still in high school. Okay, and so I had to be around, I think, maybe 8 to 10 years old. But I just remember, of course, I knew her. You know, I knew their friend. But I remember just the devastation that it caused. Right. I remember my sisters had to go to therapy. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a lot. And even at that young age, you know, it stayed with me. I, I, I knew it was something bad. Mm-hmm. I knew it was, you know, something horrible. But I... I asked, you know, because I like to ask questions, you know, imagine me as a child. So I did have a lot of questions, you know. So I knew exactly how she took her life, you know, where it happened. Like, they ended up telling me all of those details, but I just didn't understand why. Like, how old were somebody, you? And so I, said, I was between, like, 8 and 10. Oh, you was young. Yeah, I was young. Oh, wow, you were Because they were still in high school. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, just certain things like that stays with you. So for me, it was just always like, like going back and remembering things that my sister said and just how it affected them. I just always thought that was the very last resort. Like that's just not something that you right. consider. Like you know, and of course there's the spiritual side that some religious, you know, that we're taught. Right. You know, I've, that's that's always been, I guess, my early foundation of suicide. So my, I think, you know, my biggest thing, I think that. Uh, my question is, what do kids, all adults, what, how does, how do a person get to that point where, because I know uh, now they have a lot of uh, avenues to talk about it, yeah. but we have so much access to the internet, it's like we don't utilize it for the right thing, right? Yeah. We utilize it for, you know, uh, right. getting likes or comments or selling something, mm-hmm. but we don't, we have access to that, and I'm pretty sure you have uh, suicide prevention on Instagram, on social media, stuff like that, but we don't utilize it. So I guess my question would be, what would make a person, what do you think would make a person not use those avenues? If they use it for something else, they wouldn't use it for this particular thing. You're saying like avenues of what, like social media? Yeah. Or just? Or just reaching out to somebody because everything's in at your hands, yeah. right? I mean, I was about to say, I know CJ now on social media. I'm not on social media, but I just think it's it's more of. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you good. I'm not used to this, man. Oh man, you good. So I, I think I think it's more of what's going through your mind. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think you know as as kids, the way we grew up, I think what's going on in your home and how your parents deal with you. Okay. Right. You know, are you a happy-go-lucky child? Are you are you having issues at home? Are your parents? having issues that's now affecting the kid, the kids, right, or traumatic experiences that 
kids don't know how to verbalize. They don't right. know how to express themselves, right? And so, you know, as a parent, thinking about it now on the other side of it, I think as a parent, you have to be very um, observant of your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Not just what they're doing on social media, but just their body language. Okay, okay. Right? How they move, you know, are they are they coming in the house and are they excited? Are they telling you about their day? Right. Are they dropping everything, going straight up to their room? Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, what are they dealing with? Like, and, and kids won't automatically just open up sometimes. You have to you have to confront them. And then it's about how you do it. So let me ask you this, because that's, 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 you know, that's funny you say that. Because I know a lot of parents, uh, they think they know the kids or they mm-hmm. think they know about their kids. But in hindsight, they really don't because situations like this happens. Uh, what are... What do you think some signs that kids have or what they do to show, like, signs of uh, discouragement, depression, anxiety? What are some signs? I, I think what it is more than anything, in my opinion, is you have to notice the change. Okay. Because I think all kids are different. Right. All people are different. Yes. Right? Some people are more outspoken than others. Some people communicate their feelings more than others. Some people, they don't talk a lot just – that's just who they are day. on a right. normal day, right? right? They never have. They're more introverted, right? Some people are more outgoing. So if you see a person that's very outgoing, if you have a child or even not just a child, a friend, a relative, anybody right. that you know, and they're very outgoing, they're very talkative, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're not. Right. Now, being that relative, being that friend, you need to, you know, it's about, okay, do we need to talk? Is there anything... I can help you with, and I think it's also about how you approach it, right? Right, and so I think it's more about not necessarily how they act, but if they change the way that they act. Okay, what caused the change, right? Right, because right. I think when, and especially as Black people, we keep things in. Yeah, we internalize a we lot. We internalize a lot of things, yeah. right? I know, you know, and that's also from men to women. I think men internalize things more than women. It's just my opinion. Right, right, right. Right, and so. You know, you have to, if you have a, if you have a, as we continue on the conversation with kids, if you have a boy versus a girl, right, you need to know how they communicate, right? Right. And so when that starts to change, now you need to figure out, okay, what's causing this change? Do you start looking into their friends? You start observing what's going on at school, mm. you know, what's, you know, ask yourself, look in the mirror, see what's going on at home, right? And just try to, you know, see if you can put a finger on it. And then that way, maybe that'll start the conversation. Right. And then you can get them to open up. Which so, could still go back to what you're saying, those those signs. And right. and I think some people will give signs and show signs, okay. and some won't. Right. And, and that's come up, too. Like, what do you do or how can you help someone that doesn't show signs? Or, like, if you don't know, how are you supposed to help? Like, right. that's always a difficult question when it's, when it's someone that you care about. Like, what did I miss? Did I miss some signs? Some people, even like they taught us in nursing school, most most cases, most time, if a person is considering suicide, they're going to show you, they're going to give some type of warning sign. Okay. Most cases, they will. And as nurses, like they taught us to never take it lightly. Right. Don't, don't, you know, even if they don't act out on it, we have to act as if they will. Right. And so... Even in a situation where I'm talking about my sister's friend, she she did. She did a warning sign a couple times. Mm. And I think sometimes as parents or whomever, family members, 
sometimes we do overlook things. Right. And I know for CJ and I, like, we, you know, just had a conversation last night with our kids specifically about suicide. Okay. And I told them, you know, I feel like certain conversations when we were growing up, our parents were able to kind of put them on a back burner for right. a little longer. But this generation, I feel like we're having to have more difficult conversations with right. them at earlier ages. Um, I think that's because of social media. Yeah, well, just yeah. just the world we the live world, in. Yeah. It's so it's it's so much going on. But yeah, social media can have a play on it as well. But it was trying to let them know, like I, you know, I try to talk to my kids. I don't want to say blunt, but blunt, like right. you know, to where I'm not sugarcoating it too much because I want I need them to understand. And so, the initial um, approach was soft. Okay. I'm not really a soft person, so I'm working on that. Okay. But it was You're soft. You're not soft? What? It was soft. Work in progress. <laughs> Work in progress. Oh, jeez. Was, I was trying to basically just let them know. Well, I asked them, you know, okay. what do you, when, when you hear the word suicide, what does that mean to you? Okay. What does that look like? What, you know, what do you think? Whatever. And then it was, you know, trying to let them know if you ever feel like you're alone or you don't have somebody to go to, know that you do. You know, if you start having certain type of thoughts, even if it's not mommy and daddy, right. you know, you have aunts, you have uncles, you have, you know, so just trying to get them to understand. Because I feel like a lot of times people who have that or go, you know, through with the act, they feel alone. Right. They feel like That's nobody understands right. them. They feel like the world would be a better place without them, right? And they have these horrible negative thoughts. Um, and so I was just trying to give them examples of that and let them know that they're loved and, you know, just whatever. So but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because now it's for us. When I say us, black people, right? It's comp it's hard for us to communicate. One, being a man, communicate with a woman. That's one. Two, Communicate with like kids just on something simple with homework, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How how does parents go to their children and ask them about a serious issue like that? Because that's a serious. That's like yeah. serious. That's like sex almost. It, it takes. Right. I can say for for me, you know, I can't speak for CJ, but I know the household I grew up in. Okay. So sometimes you have to understand that. The way you were brought up doesn't necessarily mean it was the right way, right? Right. And so you have to grow, you have to evolve as an individual. So as a woman, as a wife, and as a mom, I had to grow. Like you said, we've been together, married um, 19 years. I'm not the same wife I was in year three, four, five, six, and seven. So I had to intentionally grow. Right. And I've also had to grow as a parent. Yeah. So I had to get out of that because I said so, you know, or not. Like, you know, I grew up where children, <laughs> you, you don't talk. You, you, you're you spoken to. You don't you don't necessarily speak back. Mm. Now, granted, I was a talker. Mm. But, you know, a lot of times we were taught to be quiet. Right. And it's a grown folks conversation. Right. You know, that type of thing. And sometimes that's not necessarily healthy. Because now we're teaching kids that it's not okay to communicate. And right. communicate how they feel and what they're thinking. So I've been trying to be very intentional about how I communicate and parent my kids. I've had to learn to apologize. I actually mm. put that in my Instagram story today or yesterday where it was a post that said, parents, we have to be okay with saying, I'm sorry to our Ooh, children. That's hard. No, mm. seriously, that's though, tough. it is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a learned behavior, but we have to be able to say, I'm sorry to our children when we're wrong mm. so they don't grow up thinking that they were wrong in, in a lot of different situations. But I had a friend, a colleague, 
comment on that and said she's also an educator, but she put um, it also teaches them how to apologize. It teaches them how yeah. to recognize being accountable, and you know, it's it's so much it's so much bigger than us and our ego in that place of saying I'm the mama. I wish I would apologize to my child. No, it's bigger than that. You know, thinking about that, I don't think my parents ever told me I'm sorry. Not <laughs> ever, like ever. Why, you think my mom and dad apologized? <laughs> our generation. Wow, that's our generation. Jeez. No, not at all. But she's absolutely right, and that's. I mean, we've had those conversations, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, but she's right because kids pay more attention to what they do than what they say. Right. Right. That's true. And 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 so you know. Just going on that, how you know how we were raised. Like one of the biggest things that that I took that my dad instilled in me, that I still, that I think I try to bring into not only my daily life, but my relationship with my wife, but also with my kids, but okay. also just with people I deal with, is he used to always tell me, you got to be able to have those difficult conversations mm-hmm. because they're not gonna go anywhere if you don't deal with it. Right. Right. Either you're gonna deal with it and get it out the way. Right. Oh, it's just going to linger and linger and linger and linger. So when you have those things that you know need to be talked about, you just got to get right to it. And sometimes that's the hardest part is taking the yes, first step. absolutely. Right? And just saying, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. That right. was the, that's the hardest part when, when, when Cement said, we're about to talk about suicide. And everybody's eyes just. It's like, huh? What? Right? But then now you get into the conversation and now you're in it. Right. Right? And now it becomes, I'm not going to say it becomes easy, but now you're able to navigate it right. because you started it. Yeah. So, so make sure this, CJ, right. and as a man, as a black man, because I have an opinion on this, but I want your opinion on this. For as internalizing things, mm-hmm. as a black man, you know we we you know we have ego, mm-hmm. you know, with our with our friends, just just by comp- just by competing, right? Mm-hmm. In nature, we just competitive people, so right. our ego normally takes over, right? So how does a man, black man, communicate that with either his wife or his kids? Like, how do you, like, humble yourself to say, okay, well, they need to have this conversation. But how do I make myself, yourself, aware of, okay, this needs to take place? I think first is the awareness that you have an ego. Okay. I think that's number one. Once you understand when the ego is showing itself, Okay. You have to be able to suppress that and say, okay, no, that's my ego. Let me put that aside, right, and deal with what needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and that makes you, and, and, and that's what also comes in that is vulnerability. Ugh. Are you vulnerable? Ooh, that's a heavy word. Don't say that. <laughs> are, are you vulnerable <laughs> to, to hear something or be told something that might hurt your feelings? Might hurt your feelings. Mm, that's right. right. And then once again, you know, are you going to be able to put the ego aside and deal with it, or are you going to become defensive and now it becomes a, a different problem? Right, right. Right? Right, right. So uh, I think I think it's just about awareness, uh, and I think that just comes with with growth. I think one thing Samantha and I have done fairly well is we've been able to communicate with each other things that we notice in each other. Okay. And say, look, I've noticed this. And whether it's negative or positive. So y'all communicate effectively. Yeah, I was going to say, CJ is, I know most men don't like to communicate, but he's a great communicator. And I think we made that almost like a, a I don't want to say a promise, but we made a point okay. to do that throughout our relationship and marriage. 
And like when people ask me, Samithi, how you how y'all make it last that long? Like that's one of the first things I say is effective communication. Communication. Yeah. Like we that's one thing I will say we're good at, and that's communicating with each other. And like you said, it's not easy all the time, but it, it needs to be done. If it needs to be done, let's just let's talk about it. So let me ask you this, man. As a woman, as a black woman, I know you guys have you juggle a hundred things. Then you have the kids most majority of the time. Most most women do. Oh, how do you guys deal with stuff like that? Or friends that's going like stress or like stress, depression, anxiety, or people that like you said like earlier we're talking about how people have like different different ways of handling things, and you know something ain't right there. Yeah, a best friend that you've been hanging around majority of your life, and now they're they're standoffish. You know what I mean? How does a woman deal with that when she got a hundred other things she got going on? (laughs) You know what? I feel like we have you have to find what works for you, right? Okay. Some people know how to handle it. Some people can't. That's why you have some people who have different mind states, different mental statuses, different um, stress levels. Mm-hmm. Some people deal with anxiety, which is a part of fear and stress, yes. right? Some people deal with depression. So it's really about, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for how women deal with it, but I can share what has helped me. Okay. My thing is, I was introduced to, um, I guess just a growth mindset, right? So just that maturity of understanding gratitude. Okay. And, but with that, it came so many other parts. So breathing. Yes. I think I put that in my post the other day. It was like a lot of times we, we don't understand how big or how important just taking breath a deep is. breath is. Right. Literally stopping when you feel those type of emotions, just stopping and taking a deep breath and really just releasing that anxiety. Yes. Do I have moments of where I'm exhausted and I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely. But thank God. And this brings me to a text. My best friend sent me a text after um, hearing of Chesley. And I told, her, I said, Oh my goodness, we must was just on the same wavelength. I'm like, cause I just posted about it. And she sent me a text and she said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, I'm checking on my strong friend. Okay. How are you? Okay. With, in the recent, you know, in recent days of all these suicides, because sometimes we forget to check on the strong friend, and right. I know I'm looked at sometimes as the strong, strong friend, friend because I'm not emotional and all that kind of stuff. But you do have to check on your strong friends because yes, I do get tired, I do get overwhelmed, I do have those moments where I have to remind myself to either take a deep breath. And yoga has been great for me. Okay, you do yoga. So okay, I started that's doing good. yoga, and that really helps my mental state. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Some people have to find what, what works for them. I know, you know, men, y'all are different. It might be cigars. It might be golf. It might be right. pain. You know, I try to stay healthy stuff because I do like my wine, too. But, okay. you know, um, <laughs> that, that calms me down. But I got self-care. You. Like, sometimes as women and as, a, as moms, we feel guilty for a while, I feel like we felt guilty mm-hmm. to just stop and do something for ourselves. If it's just soaking in the bathtub with some wine and telling everybody, leave me alone for an right. hour or going to the nail salon, like that's sometimes you need that just for mental state. It may seem like, girl, you just got your nails done. Girl, you just, but guess what? <laughs> this is helping <laughs> that's me your decompress. Space. Yeah. That's your space. My alone time. But you know what? I say this, and uh, this is one of, I tell my wife, she's not here, but she could tell you. I'm not. I'm not afraid to cry. You dig? Cause 
I'm not saying cry like a little baby, but I'm just saying like cry. <laughs> like if I if if I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I just yeah. can't handle no more, I'm like yo. And she don't. If she's tired of hearing it. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna shed a tear because you know one. You know shedding a tear. They say it's 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 really healthy because you're re- you're releasing yeah. toxins yeah. out of your body. You know what I mean? Also. That's that's good to hear. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda <laughs> chuckled initially. Yeah, you gotta cry. But, I'm not saying CJ you cry. I'm just, but I'm just saying that's no, real. No, but 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 look, I feel you on that. Because I'm with you. I got you. You know, I've I've shed a few tears in my life. But you ain't gotta you ain't gotta cry in front of her though. No, I've cried in front oh, of her. Oh, okay, before. good, good. That don't good. that don't bother me. Okay. Right? <laughs> I cry I cry from something that hurts me emotionally okay. more than I cry from something that hurts me physically. physically. Correct. All right, I can handle physical pain. Emotional pain, but I and I think that's okay. I mm-hmm. think that's a stigma that yeah. we have as black men that we don't cry. Right? That because you you know if you cry you weep, right? You know, no. And like I like I always tell her, I say Jesus wept. Right. That's the go to when I when I'm picking. You know, I, like but, Jesus wept. You know, but shout <laughs> out to Jesus for crying. <laughs> hey. But, but I'm know. glad he brought this up because sometimes as coming from a strong woman strong black woman, sometimes we have to understand we shouldn't belittle our men who who can show that, who yeah, can express. That because I'm not going to lie, I'm, I was brought up to where if a man cried, that was weak to me. Like, that was okay. like what you crying for. Because I don't cry in front of people. Mm. I don't like to cry in front of people. So I have this. <laughs> I do, and that's something I'm working on. I'm okay. trying to get better That's at. good. That's good. You're working I'm trying on to, it. I'm trying to get out of this tough shell. But I'm just being honest. I'm being vulnerable, right? right? CJ knows. So, but I think sometimes if you're brought up a certain way as women, if there's a man that feels that way, we can't make you feel bad and say, okay, you weak because you cry. Right. Like you're saying, it's actually healthy. It's actually mm. allowing you to not have that stuff bottled in and then you pop. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you should be able to cry and express yourself. Now, once again, I ain't talking about no, no man that's just crying. Just boo-hooing all the time. Yeah, all the time no, right. Like, what you couldn't listen now? <laughs> Crying is to be crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so was was funny you said that earlier. You said something about breathing. I heard something on the Breakfast Club. Jay Jay uh, Shadi, Jay Shadi is a he's a um uh, 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 not mentor. He's a uh, meditator. He's oh. a meditating coach. Okay. And the first thing he said was breathe. He said everything in like the very first thing that you did when you was a child. Yeah. You took a breath. Right. So every aspect in life, you breathe before doing anything, before making a decision, before talking to somebody, Absolutely. before doing anything, you breathe. And I learned that. So that's a good point. So let me ask you guys this. Therapy. Right? We don't go to therapy. Right? Our therapist is the preacher, the barbershop, right. homegirl at the uh, hairdresser. I think our generation, <laughs> I think our generation, we're utilizing therapy more. Okay. Like it used to be, yes, it used to be frowned upon. No, I'm saying like, organized therapy. I'm talking about you no, 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 set I up time. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. paying somebody. Yeah, a yeah. actual, yeah, no, I know, I have several friends that go to therapy and they swear by it. It's mm-hmm. literally brought them out of some dark, dark places. Yes. And that's what I'm saying because it's been frowned upon for so long that it was a stigma. It was like, no, nah, we don't do that. We pray. You know, like that's how the God, right. Jesus is out there. But still, right, right. But I think our generation, I give our generation a lot of credit. I, mm. do, I think we are some educated, you know, young folk who, who are who are asking questions, who are seeking, um, not necessarily just going with what we what we're used to. Right. You know, we're op- more open minded. Absolutely. And so I think our gen- like I'm back to our generation. I feel 
we are more open to therapy than our parents and than what you know. Well, I think we got, uh, and I think I agree with you, but I think we have to give some credit to the generation before because I think what they did was they 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 stressed education on us so much. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so we were a little more educated. Yeah. College graduates than our former generation. Generation, yeah. you're correct. Right? And so I think because of that experience, not that they taught us about therapy, but you know, at Southern right. or school, but I just think that from that from that experience and then being around more educated people, we've been or had we've had deeper conversations. Right. Right. And we've gotten we've grown into that. Yeah. Um so I agree that our, our but and it's our and it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to make our kids even better. Right. Right. They should they should be even ahead of us, right? When they get to this point. Right. That's that's our responsibility. That's the goal, yeah. Right? That's the goal. So we have to take these you know, these stereotypes and these stigmas and we have to and we, we can't allow them to continue. Right? right. We have to let our kids know it's okay to talk and, and communicate, to go to therapy, to cry, to right. express your emotions, right? That's that's what we have to do. And I think and you know, I keep going to social media because she, you know, I'm not a I'm not a social media person, okay. and I'm not saying social media is bad, completely bad. But I think what happens is, I think this generation, they do all they communicating with their thumbs, yes, right, and right. They, they don't know how to actually talk and communicate and have conversation anymore, right, right. And I think that's what's lacking. And so, because they're doing everything on the phone and on the computer, mm-hmm. right, you're you're allowed to, to bully without being face-to-face. Right, right. You know, that's something that I, I say, you know, we have we have these, you know, hidden bullies. Yeah, right? <laughs> avatars that like, don't exist. Right, you right. know, they're not, they're not man enough to bully you in, to your face, but they'll get here on the phone, on the computer, right. and next thing you know, the person that's being bullied, now they're having all these deep, deep thoughts. Right, right. You know, in our day, you had to actually deal with somebody. Absolutely, face to face. Face to face. Right, right. And so I just think those things have created some of these problems. And we have to. I think once we recognize them, yeah, right, and we're aware of them, then we can work on trying to fix them. But in saying that, what does a person do? Because I think not. Now, what you're saying, I agree 100. Mm percent And I think it's a gift and a curse with everything in life. Right. right? I think social media is a is a good thing if it's utilized. With good intent, mm-hmm. but like you said, they do have bullies. They do have cyber bullies. People that just have cruel intention, and that's bad for younger kids now because that's all they know. Right. Yeah. At least we know how to go to school, catch the bus, uh, take out a pencil and paper, and do it the old school way. Look at a chalkboard. Right. We know how to do that, and we have the information. Like the generation before us, they didn't know what we knew. Right. Right. We have the best of both generations right now, but our kids, they have nothing but social media. Right. So that's it. So now with technology, how can you, because the thing is you can't, you can't monitor it. You try to, but you can't Mm -hmm. because it's it's just like a open hole. You know what I'm saying? So how does a person, how does a parent, a guardian, how do they monitor it? Like how, like what do you, because the thing is like when we talk about suicide, I think most of these suicidal thoughts come from, not enough likes. See what I'm saying? I post something, I don't get enough likes. Or I don't have the right filter. Or somebody didn't comment because I'm beautiful. They commented yesterday, but I, they didn't comment today. As an adult, we can handle it. Like, okay, whatever. But as a kid, that's all they know. And that's what they rely on. Even though their parents might tell them they're beautiful every day, they don't care about that. 
their peers, their peers not telling them, and they get depressed. And now, like you said, they're in the funk, or they, you know, have a different attitude or a different behavior towards whatever. We don't know because they didn't get a like on. I mean, and some of it is cyber, but some of it is still happening at school, face to face. Okay, so you, we do still have some situations. Um, and I don't. I'm not gonna speak too deep on on my friend, my classmate's um, situation, but. That wasn't necessarily cyber, but that was at school every day, face-to-face. And, you know, teachers and people not really paying attention or kind of turning a a blind eye to things that was happening. Um, So I think it's, it's, you know, it's a a lot of different cases and situations. And even, you know, like you're talking about this Chesley lady. I've... I'm going to be honest. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, somebody pushed that lady. Mm. Somebody pushed that lady. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Like, I... It never crossed my mind that she would have jumped yeah. to her to her death because I'm thinking that's one of those things where you're on the outside looking in. Outside, looking at her, her social media page. Beautiful. She's beautiful. She's successful. She's known, yeah. she, you know, she's accomplished so much in life. An attorney, Miss USA. She has so much going for her. Right. That's correspondent. Why would she want to do that? Like somebody had to have pushed her. She wouldn't, but you just don't, don't know, know what you're people right. are dealing with. And that's the thing. Like that's why I'm going back to being able to check in on people. I'm I'm trying to get to a point where some, when somebody crosses my mind, I need to stop and just call them or text them. That's good. Call them and tell if, if they're on your mind, God has put them on your mind That's for right. a reason. Submit. So just check in. That's on right. Them. Sometimes people are. Sometimes it's just a stranger. Like I'm the other day, a man pulled up beside me and he was looking, and I felt he was looking too hard. But then I something in my mind nah, said, "Samir, you could have just oh, smiled, no. just smile and say hi." Nah, like you, nah. like, but for a minute, nah. like I was looking like, "Why is he looking at me that hard?" But nah, he was weirdo. <laughs> and maybe he was, but maybe he wasn't. You right, know, right. I'm just saying, like I'm trying you. to get to the point to where even strangers, when somebody's rude and ugly or whatever, or just having a bad day, don't take it personal. Right. It's not they're not trying to personally hurt me right. in that moment. They might be dealing with something. So. My energy can maybe shift their energy. That is let true. me let me just smile and say, "Hey, how you doing?" I hope, sis, I hope you're having a blessed day today. You just don't know that's what right. people that's are true. going through. So that's that's been my focus over the recent, you know, weeks. Just hearing of this this news with these two beautiful, you know, children. Right. They still had so much life ahead oh, of yeah, them. Absolutely. Thirty years old and twenty six years old, and then like we're talking about, even the kids. So I think that's something all of us, you know. Especially those who feel like I, I told my best friend, I said, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate you checking in on me. I said, yes, do I get tired? Do I get overwhelmed? Absolutely. I said, but I'm very grateful that I have the tools. Mm-hmm. I have the tools to have a strong mindset, the tools to know when to breathe, the, tool, the tools to know when to be in a space of gratitude and to have a strong mind. Right. I thank God every day for a healthy, strong mind. Yes. So those of us who have at least that, we need to be able to put that positive energy into others and show some kindness. And let me say this, not to interrupt you, but I think sometimes we don't realize just how long, how 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 beneficial a simple text can be. Okay. Just saying good morning, right? Right. I know when I you know when I lost my father, my uncle, my father's brother, mm-hmm. he just started texting me, and this was what now. My dad has gone on almost eight years. Yeah, I was gonna say eight. And for like eight years, almost seven, eight years, he text you. He just every morning, just good every morning. morning. 
Mm. Every morning. Good morning. And and prior to that, we would talk two, three times a year. Mm. Right? Okay. And but it's just somebody's thinking about you. Right. Right? And it that goes a long Oh, absolutely. Time, right. And so to some point, when somebody crosses your mind, I know we you know, we're so busy, we're going, and somebody across our mind and we just keep going. Sometimes you just shoot them and say, hey, man, thought about you. How you doing? Hope all is well. Love right. you. Right? right? And just keep it moving, right? But I think when we, we get in the habit of doing that, just or if you if you don't have time to pick up the phone, pick up the phone is even better. Yeah. Right. Right? But just sending a small note, man, can go a long way mm. to, to let someone know that they are loved. They're loved. That, right. You know, that they appreciate it. You know, that God has them here for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Stuff like that. And so, you know, and even if you, you know, you got social media, use it for that purpose. Right. Right. That you makes know, sense. send out that positive, that positive vibe. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that would be uh, beneficial to a lot, to more people than we know. And that makes the world a better place. Absolutely. So in closing, <clears throat> what do you, what do you guys say? Just, you know, just, this is all opinion. If somebody, if you think somebody or you see somebody going through something, what, what, what the first steps, what do you think they should do? How do they? How do you rec- recommend help, or do you help them yourselves, or do you recommend somebody for them? What would you guys recommend? I think if I noticed that, I think the first thing I would do is just offer myself to them, okay, and just be a sound, just just be there to listen, right? Be that be you know if you, if they want to cry, allow them to cry. If they want to open up and talk about it. And I, but I think also that you have to build that trust mm-hmm. that you're a person that, you know, they can talk to and it's not, you're not going to get off the phone and, you know, start this gossip string. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think it's, I think just being present, just being present and letting people know that, man, I'm, you have a friend, you have a brother, you have a sister. Right. Right. And if you need me, I'm here. And and just not be too busy sometimes to answer the phone or return the text. Yeah, you know, or sit and listen. You know, that's good. That's I think that's the biggest thing is being that that supportive listening ear right. and finding out what what they need mm-hmm. in that in that moment in that time. I've had people call me and say, "Hey, I just needed to tell you this because I'm having these type of thoughts. Mm. I needed somebody to know." And so, of course, it hits you because you do feel responsible in that in that moment. But the responsibility is to to meet them where they are, to let them know right. that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Tell me what do you need from me in this moment? Do you know like we're gonna stay on the phone? I'm on my way over there. Like do like do you want to just talk? Do you need to just vent? Right. So being able to just be whatever they need in that moment, and then you know, of course, and maybe at the end of the show, posting the national hotline yeah, for suicide, do. but. Yeah. Being able to give those resources if they need them. But the biggest thing is, like he's saying, you know, if they can trust you, just being there to support them and, mm-hmm. and talk to them. And I know we're about to close, but I thought about this. Because like once again, preacher, this right? goes to. I and mean, I'm closing. Right. right. We're going to close after this. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> but Benediction. This, right, right. Yeah, after this. So because we, t- we were talking about parenting and kids as well. And talking about being vulnerable and putting egos to the side. So with my daughter, who's bigger than me. Okay. Size-wise. <laughs> yeah, size-wise. Okay. So, you know, they they know that I'm just not, um, 
I, I, I need to stop saying I'm not. I'm I'm working on being more affectionate and softer. Okay. okay. My child is very very affectionate. Loving. Yeah. Very very affectionate. And because I'm not, there were times where she felt like I might have loved her less, or I didn't okay. love her because I didn't show my love and affection like she wanted and needed. And there was an opportunity where CJ and um, our son was out of town. It was just she and I. And for whatever reason, Adam, I felt the need to have a conversation with her. That's good. It was just me and her. And so I, it was weird. I was, you know, uncomfortable. I didn't like you saying, <laughs> how do you start certain conversations? Right, so right. I felt like I was walking around the house like, okay, how am I going to say this? Like I kept saying, just say, just talk just say about it. Hey, right. You know, you're the parent. So I finally was able to start the conversation, but I was trying to express to her that, you know, mommy – might have been brought up this particular way. Okay. If I didn't see this, if I didn't experience this in my household as a child, that might have made me the person that I am today. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not making an excuse. But I want you to know I love you. You're my child. Mm. When you want to hug me and I'm like, girl, go ahead. You know, (laughs) that's not to hurt your feelings. I'm I'm like, baby, daddy, like, you know, sometimes CJ, like, girl, why you not, you know, he'll make me be more affectionate than that he, than I am sometimes because I'm just not naturally overly, oh, you know, that's just Lovey-dovey like yeah. that. So I have my moments. She try to be hard. Yeah, that's what and it I is. I try to be she hard. to that boozy. That's what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling y'all. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I might need to go to therapy. I might need to go to therapy. That's good. I do. That's good. <laughs> I'm serious. It's something there because I, I haven't been able to recognize why, but I'm being honest. I'm just not that emotional or whatever. But when I tell you, looking at my child, she needed it. She needed mm. me to tell her it wasn't her. She needed me to tell her that I loved her. And she needed to hear her mom say, yes, I love you. you know, I love you. I'm just not naturally an affectionate person. There's nothing you're doing. It doesn't mean I love you less. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes parents, we, we don't want to have those conversations. But sometimes our children need them more than we don't want to have. Absolutely. That's real. That's real though. Yeah. That's real. You it was, was a beautiful moment. Yeah. It was. She cried. I didn't cry. But you know, I come I on now. See, I gotta get it. I gotta end the show on that. Look. I didn't cry. What time? What time you make it? I didn't cry. She cried, but I didn't cry. Look. Guys, look. This is when you thought we was getting somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I helped, I embraced you. So look. Guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You know, we look, we, we talked about you know some serious issues, even though you know Samit didn't cry, but it's all good. Oh, we gonna get, we gonna look by the end of this year, we gonna get her to cry, right? But uh, again, guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning back in to the uh, Coastal Distinct. Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys took some time out your busy schedule to talk about this uh, serious issue. Guys, look. Don't don't uh, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. This is your boy DJ KO. I love y'all. Peace out. Peace out.